Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. <sighs> That's Welcome. the sound one oh. should make before <laughs> they record speed two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's really funny and accurate. Uh, Okay. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, where we're still sailing along on our summer blockbuster series, Boatcast. I'm Cara Gale-O'Regan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jordan Pullen-Clark. Hi! And this week, we watched Speed 2 Cruise Control, or as I've been calling it in my head, Speed 2 Why Was This Allowed to Happen?, uh, we'll be getting into that movie in a bit, but first, I wanted to try a new segment, something that we've been talking about for a while, a bit of a reboot roundup, um, talking about uh, the reboot bubble that is currently well, in progress. May I, may I say the, like how this, how we wanted to do this when we were really ambitious. Sure. We yeah. used to want to make this a segment like at the beginning of the podcast where we would watch uh, a reboot and an old thing and then do like, you know, 10 minutes on it or something. But we can't watch two things for a podcast. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. So <laughs> We're doing other things. But there's so many. We're, we're so guesting many on other people's now. podcasts. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. It would be impossible. Um, But we're getting a lot of news about remakes that are remakes, reboots, spinoffs in the making. One that has come up since our last episode that I am very excited about and is... You're right. This is the reason I finally decided that we were going to do this <laughs> because segment. I've, is... I've been like wanting to do it this just this way for like a while, and Kara's always like, meh, meh, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't feel that strongly about it. <laughs> but now she wants to tell them why. Because uh, they're doing something with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer property, and I'm very excited about that. But it's, like, been changing, right? Like, at first they were like, they're gonna reboot Buffy, and the lead is gonna be black! And then everyone was like, cool! And then one day later, it got the backlash, and then they were like, no, 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 it's not a real reboot, it's a spinoff. Is that right? Did I get mm-hmm. it right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, it was ever going to be, like, a straight reboot the way that it kind of sounded in the initial... In, like, the first um, day. Yeah, so it's going to be, basically, they're, like, expanding the universe, which is really exciting. Um, and, like, I, I was very skeptical at first, like so many of us were. Um, but to be honest, like, I don't really care. I love Buffy. I'll take it in any form. <laughs> I will take that universe in any format. Um and the showrunner that they've named, and it's actually a woman running the show this time, so that's exciting. Although, uh, Marnie Noxon was showrunner of the Buffy the Vampire series from, like, season six on, but that's... Okay. Anyway, getting distracted. Uh, the new showrunner, Monica awusu Breen, uh, put out a statement where she said the following, which made me feel a lot better about the whole thing which is for for some genre writers it's star wars buffy the vampire slayer is my star wars before i became a writer i was a fan for seven seasons i watched buffy summers grow up find love kill that love i watched her fight struggle and slay there is only one buffy one xander one willow Giles, Cordelia, oz tara kendra faith spike angel they can't be replaced Joss Whedon's brilliant and beautiful series uh, can't be can't be rec- can't be replicated. I wouldn't I wouldn't try to, but here we are, 27 years later, and the world seems a lot scarier. So maybe it could be time to meet a new Slayer, and that's all I can say. So that really made me feel great about the whole thing, and I think it's awesome that a black woman will be the Slayer or like the main character in a new series. Like I cannot wait for this. Yeah, well, I can't say I'm excited because I didn't watch Buffy, and I'm kind oh, of. I thought over you did. 
No, I've never seen it. I mean, I watched some of it because I was super obsessed with Seth Green. Okay, yeah, uh, fair. Which is maybe why we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. But, yeah, I'm, like, very over the reboots. I'm over the reboots. And I can't, I, I also can't think of something that they would reboot that I would feel the way that you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, well, first of all, you should watch Buffy. Second of all, and like just, uh, you know, tough it out through the first season. It's not great, but like it gets much better after I that. Think I, but here's one of the problem that I'm having or that I have with like, I think I'm past the point in my life where I can watch six seasons of something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a, That's totally possible. But, you know, you don't have to watch the whole thing to to get the the impact of it um this is a a spoiler but i think it's one of the um one of those it's not how it happens it's it's not what happens it's how it's how it happens sort of thing um in the final season of buffy there is a storyline um where well previously how it had worked is that like there's one slayer and then when she dies the next one kind of comes into her power and and takes on the role but on the final season they had to do a spell where they made all of the potential slayers like come into their full power all at once um and i think that would be a pretty cool like jumping off point you know so it's like they they laid the groundwork i think for an extended universe in that final season and there's been like comic books since then and like all sorts of stuff so I don't know I'm just very excited about it uh, I understand the reboot fatigue I too have reboot fatigue um, wait but can there... we pause for a second because sure. you told me we were doing this segment so I just googled it like reboot news and like here's a list uh-huh. of things just from the last five days facts of okay. life Charlie's yeah. Angels mm-hmm. Frasier sure uh, I think that's all from this week. Well, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Um, Alf was the other one. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely too much all at once. Um, you know, and, and because these things are being developed, like, original stories are getting less funding and attention, and, like, that's a problem. But... Um, it's exciting to, uh, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not really excited about any of the other reboots. Um, this is the one I am most excited about. And the um, Anne with an E series on Netflix, which is kind of a reboot of the Anne of Green Gables books, TV series, etc., the first season was wonderful, and then the second season, they actually really expanded that universe, too, and um, in a way that has been really wonderful. And, like, so it's, like, it's possible for someone else to, like, take these pre-existing things and, like, make them into something really good. And that doesn't necessarily mean that this new Buffy stuff is going to be good, but, like... I know that it's possible, and I am excited for it. I think a spinoff, I mean, a spinoff is much better than a reboot. Like, like we've talked about before how with, like, the new stories and, like, new opportunities for, like, women and, like, people of color, it's, like, there's, like, the opportunity for genres to be explored and, like, stories to be explored that just literally have never existed before. And you just keep rebooting old stuff with the same people. Like, that's never going to happen, and it's boring. Right. The same people or same characters, yeah. But I I, I like the potential that's there, like, for a spinoff or whatever. I feel like spinoff used to be the bad word. You know, and now it's reboot is the bad word, right? Well, there are some good spinoffs, right? Sure. But, like, generally speaking, most spinoffs, good or not, have failed in history. I mean, like, with the exception of some very high-profile ones. Like The Simpsons, 
And Frasier. Spun off from... Oh, God. Oh, they're yeah, re- they're a rebooting spin-off. a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's pretty wild. But also, this week, um, we learned that the Suspiria remake, which is forthcoming, is going to be an hour longer <laughs> than the original movie. Um, which I love, but I don't love long movies. But if there's more dancing in the new one, I am totally willing to forgive the runtime. I've never seen Suspiria. We were just talking about this before we started recording, and I feel like I need to see it. Oh, you definitely need to see it. It's wonderful. But I also, like, feel like an old person when I hear you saying that, like, it's going to be an hour longer, because that's also a pet peeve of mine, is that movies are so long. It's yours. It's one of yours, too. I don't like that, but like it it's it's set at a dance school, and there's not enough dancing in the original one. Okay, if so that's I'm what just, makes it, but like an know. hour of dancing, we don't need that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We maybe we do. I don't need it in that. Con- it. I I don't need it in that context. It's like, sure, I need an hour of dancing. We all do, but yeah. Uh, but in between, getting really freaked out. Um, well, one of like, the criticisms of the f- original movie is that the story isn't very strong, which is fair, I think. Um, so, theoretically, more time to tell the story might help? I sure. don't know. Okay. We'll see. But that's another thing that I'm excited for. And this last bit of news, not reboot related, but is reboot related okay no um (laughs) good one no 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 good one sure sure uh a little boat schadenfreude for you um a yacht owned by the family of education secretary betsy devos suffered damage when someone untied it uh early last sunday in ohio setting it adrift on lake erie with the crew on board a crew member on the boat called police to report that he and other members had awoken to find the yacht floating away from the dock. The, tr- the crew managed to gain control of the vessel, but not before it scraped the dock, and the yacht suffered five to $10,000 worth of damage, according to the police report. Uh, so that's hilarious. I don't feel bad and for weird. her. No, not at all. I think it's one of like seven yachts that she has. Oh, yeah, she's terrible. But anyway... Um, so that, <laughs> that does it for our news Boat segment. News. Boat news. Reboot news. Um, oh, you did some handstands in front of boats. I did some handstands recently. in front of boats. It's true. I was on vacation, which is also why I'm sick now. Uh, because I always get sick after I go on vacation. Um, so I have a lot of snot that I'm going to try not to make noise with while we record. Um, I didn't go, that's not true, I went on one boat, um, I went on an air boat that was very noisy. Oh yeah, they are. Those are the ones with the big fan in the back, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was cool though. Yeah. Um, the guy driving it did a bunch of donuts, he would like go, boat donuts, <laughs> he would like go really fast and then like spin it around. Bonuts, that's right. Um, so that was that cool. That fun. Yeah. That was, I think that was the only boat I went on. Cool. Uh, well, then let's get into Speed 2, shall we? A uh, l- little synopsis for our listeners. Speed 2 Cruise Control follows couple Annie, played by Sandra Bullock. Oh my god, they and... have names. This is like one of the movies where I didn't <laughs> know anyone's name, and that's how I knew it was bad. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, ter- I'm pretty bad with names, regardless, but I know what you mean by that about the movie um and a man named alex played by someone who is not keanu not reeves. keanu reeves yep uh they go but was on supposed va- to be keanu reeves was maybe gonna be keanu reeves and then was not so they cast somebody else named jason patrick who i will be referring to from here on out as not keanu reeves uh they went so so they're dating now they established this at the very beginning of the movie We'll call back to the first one that relationships based on extreme circumstances never last. Which, like, um, literally but, is what she says in the beginning of the movie, yeah. right? 
she and is literally what they say which, in the last movie. Which, so. like, is a really stupid line and a really stupid kind of disappointing way to explain why Keanu Reeves isn't there but also when I saw Speed I was really yeah. mad that they got together because I was like okay you've known each other for one day and you've just been through like a huge trauma like take a step back like I was mad that they were together but well good news they no longer are and she's with this putz they go on vacation this guy's not better oh he's He's terrible. Um, and then the boat gets hijacked by a villain played by Willem Dafoe. And as they are trapped aboard the ship, Annie and Alex work with the ship's first officer to try and save it after they discover it is programmed to crash into an oil tanker. Um, it's two hours long, which is about uh, a full hour longer than it needed to be. Well, nothing happens in the first hour. Yeah, I mean, things happen. But none of them are important for this story, basically. It's really uh, unfortunate. Uh, there were actually a few things that I liked in this movie. There's a deaf character who is actually played by a deaf actress. But there's so many so. problems with the, with her character. It has nothing to do with yes. her being deaf. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, no, okay. that's, it's a whole other thing. But it's very rare that deaf and disabled characters are actually played by deaf and or disabled actors. So that was cool. Also, she does a cool stunt where she like spider crawls out of okay. an elevator. I was really mad about that because oh, <laughs> you would not be please. able to do that. <laughs> Expand. It was, it was, um really cool and that is so hard there's no way she actually did that i don't think i've never tried it but i thought really hard about it yeah and 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 the part that really got me was that she crawls all the way up to the top like that which would be really hard and then once she gets to the top she holds herself there and pushes her head up which means she's also pushing her body upward to like remove the top of the elevator and that's where i really was like there's no way but you know what maybe she's really strong and also i've never tried it so <laughs> well but I'm, it did make I'm, me I'm glad that you were here it. to yeah explain that um there is a cool explosion when they blew up the oil tanker like when the finally. whole thing blew up at the end yeah that was pretty sweet yeah it was cool um and last but certainly not least sandra bullock with a chainsaw for a criminal criminally too short scene that should have been the whole movie why wasn't that the whole movie yeah and a scene that made me angry how they set it up but I have no idea how they set it up because, to be honest, I was not paying attention. I was. But then I looked up and she was wet and holding a chainsaw. And I love women with power tools. Okay, that's also how I experienced most of this movie was that I looked down <laughs> and then would look up and be like, wait, how did Willem Dafoe get an airplane? Like, that was also yeah. what Who happened knows? to me. I also don't know because I was not paying attention. <laughs> he got an airplane. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but, uh, right. Well, okay. In the chainsaw part, she was sawing out these people who were trapped. Cool. But it was this group of people, and, like, the joke was that they were fat people. And mm. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. It was like, no, they, like, made a whole thing about it, though. Do you remember the part where they... Annie and what's his name? Alex. Not Keanu Reeves. Not Keanu Reeves. Were at dinner, like the first night that they got on the cruise, and they were yeah. sitting at a table with some overweight people, and uh -huh. they were explaining to Annie and Alex that, like, they were from a group that eats fat. And they were like, because they were like, well, you have to eat fat because otherwise your body will just hold on to your fat. And, like, that yeah. was the joke, I guess, is that they were like, fat people who were eating fat and they thought it was making them skinnier and like that was supposed to be funny or something oh but I don't... so then later that that group of people is the group of people that gets trapped and has to get chainsawed out but uh -huh. for some reason and i actually wasn't paying attention enough to know why this happened but when they were trapped they had to take their clothes off so they were like, ha, 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 make the fat people take their clothes off? Like, is that, was, that's what happened, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. That was what I wasn't paying attention. That is what I saw. Okay. Well, that is unfortunate. So I didn't. And I didn't like inappropriate. That. Well, if you don't, if you hadn't been paying attention, it didn't have any context for why that scene was happening. It's great. No, and I did really like. You don't the know all the part, part about like the fat that part was cool. Yeah. Well, because it was also uh, like the that's... only time in the movie where like she like did anything. Yeah, because she's not even a main character in this movie. I mean, no. technically she's the main character, but she's not the main character. But she it's should not be. They should have just made her the main character. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, yeah, this... they made not Keanu Reeves the main character, and there's nothing interesting about him. Nope. Not at all. Um, he was lying to her, like, the whole time that they were dating. and And, like, she thought that he was just, like a bike cop on Venice Beach and it turns out that he was like I don't know, what was he doing? They called it like, the Suicide Squad. He was in the oh, Suicide cool. Squad. Great name. <laughs> Is that a real so, thing? I don't know. Maybe? I mean, let's find out. I mean, I, I don't know if you could find out without just finding things about it that just keeps bad being, movie of the same It just name. keeps trying to tell me about the movie. Yeah. Um, but he, like, the, the movie opens with him, like, on a motorcycle cha- chasing a criminal, I guess. But it's like, driving, the, like, it's a like cake truck, not, maybe. They, like, I'm tried sure. so hard to make it look cool, and it wasn't yeah. cool. And they just had no. him, like, riding on one wheel on his motorcycle the whole time, and it <laughs> just sucked. popping wheelies. Yeah, no, it was not great. But then, so like, so they happen to run into each other, because for some reason she's taking a driving test. Did oh they ever God. explain why? I also hated that part. Was that, that was just, like, a joke, right? Because she drove the bus in speed and, like, can't yeah. drive? That, but I don't think they ever explained why in this movie oh, she's taking no. a I, I don't think they, I mean tried to i think they were just like ha 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 wouldn't it be funny and so that's what they did oh what a mess a disaster uh and then she finds out he's been lying to her this whole time and he's like you know what you're right we should get to know each other better let's go on a cruise which oh my god what a nightmare wait I mean, can i say even one if... thing about the driving test before we get to the cruise sure it was just like the scene from Clueless where Cher takes her driving test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very similar. Um, but it made me angrier. The scene in the scene in Clueless didn't make me angry, but this did. Yeah. Well, because she's acting like really zany, like, really and dumb. <laughs> like no human and is I was that like, dumb. Was she like this in the first movie? No, right? I, I couldn't remember. She might have been, like, a little zany in the first one, but it's, like, really over that, the top. That's why I was angry, because it was, like, really over the top, and I guess it was supposed to be funny, but it really wasn't funny. It just made her look like an idiot. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, but then okay, they, got, they the get on a cruise, which, like, even if somebody's not going to hijack the boat, I, cruises are, like, not my idea of a good time. I they agree. seem like a nightmare. I, I've never been on one, but I think I feel the same. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But oh, I felt very claustrophobic like, right away. Yeah, and you're, like, trapped on this floating shopping mall, and you have to, like, eat dinner with the same weird strangers every night, and, like, I don't know. The whole thing just... I don't like really big boats, either. <laughs> like, I like smaller boats where you're not you know trapped with hundreds of other people uh but then there's like a lot of white guy reggae and then the music was terrible (laughs) so much white guy reggae uh and then we like meet willem dafoe and for some reason he has all of this weird computer equipment and a jar full of leeches what why i didn't Uh, like that Although, like... I mean, it was fine. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. But also, like, when I think of this movie in ten years, like, that's probably the only part I'll remember, is Willem Dafoe covered in leeches. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um, And, like, eventually he explains... Well, so, Willem Dafoe, it turns out, he was... Uh, a software developer who worked for the cruise line and like wrote all of the code 
for like the navigation system and like all of the the software that that runs the boat and then eventually he explains in a very strange scene um, that the reason that he has hijacked this boat um, and and he's the only one who could do this because he was the one who wrote the code the reason that he hijacked this boat was because I, I actually I wrote down a direct quote because it is ridiculous quote see computers can generate a uh, electromagnetic field which over time can cause severe copper poisoning uh which is not true like at all um and so this copper poisoning i guess we're supposed to infer that it's like driven him mad for some reason even though uh while there are some forms of heavy metal poisoning where which result in like psychiatric symptoms um Copper poisoning is not one of them. Uh, also, you can't get copper poisoning from this. But anyway, so he's mad because the company like fired him after he got sick. And like, listen, sick people can do all sorts of things if they have the right supports, uh, if they have the right accommodations for whatever disabilities might result from their illness. Um, Sick people can be villains too, I guess, but like, who would have the energy for this? That's a really good question. (laughs) That was what I kept thinking was like, if he's terminally ill, like like I said, you know, I don't want to doubt the capabilities of, of anyone simply because they are ill, but, you know, uh, it just seems like a lot of, like it would require a lot of energy. And at one point, he's riding a jet ski. <laughs> it just, a lot of just like weird. So like the whole first hour of the movie is like all of these, this like series of weird scenes that like lead up to Willem Dafoe explaining why he's doing this. And then there's still another hour left. Like, you think it's like, oh, they figured it out. They, they like, maybe almost caught the guy and, like, everyone's going to be fine. But there's still an hour of the movie left. And then it keeps happening. And it's there was, like, flashing lights for 40 minutes. How long would you say that the flashing lights went on? Um, Like, when the... Well, like, it was, like, the whole time that the boat was in trouble. And right. that's, like, the whole second half of the movie. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I barely looked at the screen for the second half oh, of the movie. Okay. See, I think the second half is actually a lot stronger and funnier, and like the action is better than in the first half of the movie. But it took me four four attempts to watch the whole thing. At one point, I did just turn it off and watch Captain Ron instead. I I pre decided before I started it that I was going to do it in two parts. So yeah, I watched the first hour, the boring part, and then I watched the second hour. Which was also a boring part. Which was also boring, and I watched Better Call Saul in between. (laughs) Yeah. Which, interestingly, has a storyline. His Saul's brother, that that character, uh, is dealing with, like, a mysterious health problem that he thinks is caused by electromagnetic Mm -hmm. fields. Yep. So... Is that why you watch Better Call Saul? No, I just got really addicted to it when I was on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. I've like I've been like really like I don't I don't love when I'm binge watching something. I would just rather be doing other things at this time in my life. Um, But when it happens, I lose control (laughs) over it, (laughs) so I have to finish it. Yeah. Well, it's a really good show. I actually had to stop watching it because that storyline, like, was extremely triggering for me. Oh, really? Yeah. The end of... You said you're on season three. Yeah, I'm, like, in the middle of season three. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the end of season three. Something happens where I was like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, in a... Not in a good way, but, like, it's, it's, it's so well done that I found it really you know really can we take a sidetrack for a second sure so Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad like I love both of those shows and I think they're so 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 well done and so 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 well written um and the cinematography is beautiful the directing is beautiful like it's the whole thing um Mm -hmm. but they're very very male-based shows 
which is something that I am obviously really sensitive about, you know, in the last year and probably for the rest of forever. Um, but it doesn't bother me at all in those shows. And I was trying to think about why. Um, and it, I think like, I think it's because of how, how well-rounded the characters are, but not just how well-rounded they are, but I think it is purposefully a male story, which I can't think of anything else that is, like, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff, but do you know what I mean? Like, like it's aware of toxic masculinity yeah. and kind of, like, explores yeah, that. Like these are stories that are yeah. purposefully about men, and you could not replace these characters with women. Yeah, they would make very different choices. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, can't, I mean, I can't off the top of my head think of anything that's like that. That just occurred to me today, and I was like, ooh, and I wanted to follow that thought. Yeah, that's an interesting way to frame that. Anyway, back to speed. Kara, can I ask you a question? Please. Why did you pick this movie? Because you're, you're really leading the boat cast. Yeah, I don't know, because it seems like a good idea. Was it Sandy? I, oh, it's always Sandy. Yeah. Her hair is really good in this. I did like looking her, at her hair. You know, her hair in everything that she's in is <laughs> ridiculous. I was just, you know, looking at pictures of her earlier today <laughs> while uh, researching, you know, various points in her career. And she just has, like, magnificent hair. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think Joey brought it up and he was like, are you going to do speed two? And I was like, oh, I guess we kind of have to, since at the very beginning, this podcast was almost a Sandra Bullock podcast. Um, and then because it is a sequel, I figured, well, let's do it as our second boat cast movie. And I had never seen it. And I thought, how bad could it be? And, uh... It's pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It, it was pretty, pretty bad. It was as bad as Waterworld. But, um, but it wasn't fun, I like Waterworld. I significantly disagree with you. Oh. Uh, I think that uh, it's much worse than World Waterworld. Although, well, it's, admittedly, it's worse I have Waterworld and I... Yeah, I mean, yeah. you like Waterworld. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nostalgic attachment to it. Um... Yeah, it just is not as, like, even, because the action in Waterworld is, like, goofy and fun, and this is not goofy and fun. Yeah, like, I didn't laugh at all in this. I laughed a couple times, all in the second half. Uh, the only one I can remember, though, is when a series of people say, oh, shit, um... Because they're all, like, kind of realizing at the same time that they're going to be crashing into something. I don't know if it's, like, the oil tanker or eventually the boat crashes into a town. Um, do, do you know how much, that whole you scene how much kind of that funny. cost? Yes, I did. We will get to that. Uh, but it's, like, one person after another being like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And that was really funny. But, uh... <laughs> Other than that, not a lot of comedy in this movie. But I was like, okay, I cannot believe that I don't enjoy this because it's got boats, it's got computers, it's got Sandra Bullock, it has all of these things that I love so much, and I still hated it. It's got Lucy from Twin Peaks as the cruise director. Okay, there you go. I I never watched Twin Peaks. Oh, you should. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah. Lucy's really great. Okay. Oh, did you happen to be looking at the screen when they did an underwater air exchange? Just like what? water. That's one of my notes that I was like, <laughs> "What? Like, okay, okay." So sh- she was like stuck underwater for a long time, um, and uh, trying to like undo handcuffs when what she should have been doing is like kicking just, towards the top so she could to the breathe top. it's you can yeah. probably get to the top with your hands tied together it's true i didn't think of that but so the uh dude not keanu reeves like finally gets to her and i guess he starts untying her hands but does he breathe into her mouth or does he kiss her well yeah 
she's supposed to be breathing into her mouth, but they were just kissing because apparently, uh, oh God, I took so many notes about boat facts and stuff. Hang on. Okay, so they had to film this scene in an underwater tank, uh, and a bunch of Navy SEALs with scuba gear were present inside the tank during shooting because they both had to just hold their breath the whole time. And that is crazy. But so why did they touch mouths? Well, you're supposed to, like, theoretically, they're exchanging air, but I don't even think that's, like, possible. My, My notes, my notes ask, is he breathing for her Waterworld style? Yes, yeah, I, I think so. Except that not Keanu Reeves is not a half fish. Well, man, no, so like yeah, because like, gills. because the mariner can actually breathe for you, right? But not Keanu Reeves can't. Nope. Nope. If he could, they would have explained that in the could first you... hour of exposition. <laughs> I don't know. It took them thirty minutes to explain it in Waterworld. Yeah, that's true. Um. Could you test that out? Like, if you were on land, but you held your breath for a long time, and then you had somebody breathe into your mouth, is that the same thing? I mean, I guess so. I don't know. But I feel like, well, because you would have to, like, have your nose plugged. Yeah. Right? You would plug your nose. (laughs) But it should, I don't know. There's, like, a lot going on there. You have to be, you would have to be, like, because like in water you would be treading water so you would be moving and the other person would be moving and it would like be hard to get like a seal between your mouths and then like I don't know I don't think it's possible TBH but (laughs) are you googling can you breathe for somebody else underwater I googled can someone breathe into your mouth underwater I spelled it wrong. Okay, let's see. No. Can some people breathe underwater? No. Okay. Well, while you find that, according to Sandra Bullock, she performed all of her own stunt work except for, quote, a quarter of one stunt. And her stunt double worked for only three days during the production. And she had actually uh, a f- serious fear of water. That she had to, like, overcome after, like, having nearly died in, like, a surf accident in high school. Wow, good for her. Because there's a lot of water in this. There's, like, a lot of water. Yeah. Wait, okay, so I listened. I can't find the answer. I think the internet says that you could do it for, like, a few breaths and it would work. I mean, theoretically. But, like, your muscles are moving. It's, like using all of the oxygen that you have I, I don't know it just it seemed very impossible doesn't seem worth it <laughs> yeah um, yeah it seems like well because right you have to you're like using all of this energy to like be there with that person instead of just grabbing that person and swimming towards right the exactly surface. like which thing are you going to spend your time on yeah um oh okay so i listened this is my fact about this movie that I didn't look up, but I learned... Well, I listened to the How Did This Get Made on this. Oh, I meant today. to look to see if they had an episode on this. They did. Yeah. They did it, like, years ago. Yeah, that's what I figured. And Scott Ackerman was the guest. It was great. Um, But they said that, like, this movie was originally written for Keanu Reeves, and then Keanu was like, nope, not gonna do it. And so... They didn't change the script. They only changed, like, the first scene, or the first, like, couple of scenes to explain <laughs> why she has a new partner. Uh, and so yeah. that's because because it's really off that he's, like, because he asks her to marry him. I know. Which is, at like... The, at the end of everything. Incorrect. Like, literally, a boat has just crashed into a town. No, and but, he, e- but even before that, he was wrong. Yeah. Because, she, like, he lied to her. They've been together for seven months, and he lied to her the whole time. And yeah. then he was like, but yeah, let's get married. Um, yeah. So, like, it's that's not crazy. Cool. And no, I didn't like that. Yeah, at all. but then she, like they have this whole big trauma, and then he finally asks her, 
Um, but, like, wouldn't that make more sense if it was the original character, if it was Keanu Reeves? Yes. Yeah. So I kind of believe that. That he would propose after a boat crash was into a town? Right, because at least, like, they would have been together a lot longer. Presumably, he wouldn't have lied to her for their entire relationship. Mm, they're pretty good at doing, like, like crazy, traumatic things together. And we all know marriage is just one series of crazy, <laughs> traumatic things after another. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, apparently the director, John, John or Jan de Bont, I guess he's Dutch? Dutch, yeah. Uh, had the idea for the film after he had a recurring nightmare about a cruise sh- about a cruise ship crashing into the island. But also, it's rumored that the original script was intended to be the third film in the Die Hard series. Um, but after the first Speed, the script was re- reworked into a Speed sequel. So, I mean, that would explain why it's kind of two different movies just mushed together. Because, like, the first half is, like, I guess could be a Die Hard movie. A very boring Die Hard movie. And then the second half is this whole, like, cruise ship crashing into an island thing. Kara, tell everyone how much it cost to crash the cruise ship into the island. (laughs) Well, it was a quarter of the overall budget. Just that scene. Um, uh, The budget... Where did I have too many... Do you have it close at hand? Because I, I know it in my brain because I said it on how did this get made and I just listened to it. Oh, okay. It cost $25 million. Yeah. Took six months to build a fake town. And while they were building it, a hurricane came and destroyed <laughs> it and they had to build it all over again. Can you imagine, like, this is, this is why I love movies in general why like every single movie is impressive to me because yeah. can you imagine being involved in building oh my this God. fake town for six months like every day you get up and that's what you do mm-hmm. and then just get and, and the whole reason that you're building it is, is so that somebody can crash a boat yeah. into it. <laughs> it was this is a weird detail that I noticed because I, cause I didn't know that when I was watching the movie um and so I was like watching this but I did watch most of the boat crashing part I did less looking down during that part um and I was like curious I was trying to figure out how they did it and I was like no 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 they must have really have really done this because when I when you look at like the end scene of the giant boat like having destroyed just like sitting on top of this town <laughs> when you look in the background there's cars driving around yeah and it like looked really real and I was like oh no no this is they really did this <laughs> <laughs> oh that's wonderful I, this movie would have been so much better if it was just the second half of it because. I think, oh god, anyway, yeah, that's true I really about, enjoyed That's true them. about most action movies that don't get mm, to the true. action quickly. Yeah, that is very like, true. Get to it, we're not here for the plot. <laughs> well, so they shot this in St. Martin, and um, they chose St. Martin for filming because uh, it was, like, the least likely to get hit by a hurricane, uh, so already... They did like sixty percent more research location scouting than the crew for uh, Waterworld, um, but like I said, a hurricane did wind up hitting the town and destroyed the set during construction. And they had to rebuild with hurricane-proof buildings, which are like also way more expensive to build. Um, and the director, this made me laugh so hard when I read this, but f- following the production at sea, the director said that filming on water was quote, a hundred percent more difficult than I imagined. A hundred percent more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a lot of useless trivia about this. Um, we already talked about this off air, but um, even though the the film was univer- like almost universally panned by critics, Roger 
Ebert actually was among the few critics to give the movie a positive review. He gave it three um, out of five stars. Yeah, and he, he said he liked it. He was just like, this is a stupid action movie, and it's fun, and I liked it, and, like, whatever. And before his death, he said that this was the this was the singular review that he had to defend more than any other he had ever written, <laughs> and that it was one of the reviews most often cited as an example of why he was a bad film critic. Oh, well, I disagree with that part, because the, yeah. the reason I read this review is because when I watch a bad movie, I like to go to his reviews and read them because usually they're funny when when something's like he's a good writer and yeah he likes to be entertaining so usually when something's bad it's fun to read his writing about it so i was like ooh let's see what he said about this and yeah well like yeah and i looked it up because like halfway through the movie i was like this is so bad and i knew that you hadn't watched it yet so i was like if Roger Ebert said it was really, really bad and not worth finishing, then we're just going to do a different movie. And then, you know, so it's it's really his fault that we wound up having to watch the whole thing. <laughs> uh, in a interview in the year 2000, Sandra Bullock jokingly referred to as the biggest piece of crap she ever made. Uh, do you think that's and... true? She's probably made like a few bad movies at this point. Yeah, probably. I haven't it's, seen most of her movies. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's been 18 years since then anyway, so probably. Uh, she said that she has since regretted starring in the film um, and that the script was to blame for the negative reception of the film. She said that she had doubts about its success during production and knew it was going to be a big flop as soon as she saw the final product. Um she actually agreed to do the sequel in order to secure funding for her passion project, Hope Floats, um, which I think is basically like the same plot as Sweet Home Alabama, but in Texas. Is that she, one like, good? I've never seen it. I've seen it, I think, um, but it, it wasn't particularly memorable. Uh, not Keanu Reeves also used his entire salary to finance a film that he made called Your Friends and Neighbors, uh, which I have never heard of. So I'm sure that was a big hit. Uh, he also said that he only agreed to make the film contingent on some major script changes. However, when he eventually re- arrived on set three months later, he found that the script hadn't changed at all, but he was still contra- contractually obligated to make the film. Mm, that's he found the whole experience to be thoroughly miserable and depressing. He does seem unhappy the whole time. Yeah, he's kind of phoning it in. Um... Although, according to the stunt coordinator, he said that he was very impressed with not Keanu Reeves' stunt work and said that he is so physical, he's so physical, he probably could have been one of the top stuntmen in the world. Uh, So he was good at that. He was also required to and able to tread water for hours on end, (laughs) which sounds exhausting. Sounds terrible. Um, Yeah. Uh, another reason real Keanu Reeves opted out of the sequel was because he had just completed the large, another large-scale action film, Chain Reaction, and was signed to do The Devil's Advocate instead. Uh, and then he went on tour with his band Dog Star. Uh, and Keanu Reeves said that Fox was furious with his decision and released propaganda against him, falsely claiming that the whole, the entire reason that he turned down the role was to tour with his band. That was not true. Well, Devil's Advocate is a bad movie too, but it's a super fun bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, good choice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, some other folks who were considered to play not Keanu Reeves was, and I would have loved these first two, either John Bon Jovi. Wait, (laughs) does he even act in anything else? I don't know, actually. I'm gonna look. Okay, while you do that, I'll read the other people. Yeah. Um, or Matthew McConaughey, he would have been great. That's better. Uh Uh-oh. Patrick Muldoon and Christian Slater, all considered for the male lead. He's been in, like, a couple things. 
What else? What other trivia? Oh my god, I have so much. Um, the director also directed Twister. Which is a good movie, right? I love that movie. Yeah, we should do that on this podcast, because I had that on VHS and watched it like all the time. Um, when the oil tanker explodes, it looks like a cow can be seen flying out with the rest of the debris from the tanker, which is possibly a reference to the flying cow from Twister. <laughs> A total of three different ships were used in the film. The Seaborn Legend, which is an actual cruise liner used for most of the exterior shots of the ship. The Bridge Ship, um, which was a freighter ship built with a false hull and bridge, which was reused for the bridge scenes. And the boat crash in the marina. Uh, And the Rail Ship, which was a false hull built on an underwater rail and that was used for the crashing into the town part and then all of the other shots of the ship were cgi um there's a lot of factual errors listed on imdb under goofs uh i'm not going to go through them all because they are like hard boat facts about like, like they're they're like the stuff about how boats actually work and the movie didn't do it yeah. right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um and there's like a lot of them and it's made me laugh really hard because not a single one of like the factual errors reference the implausibility of Willem Dafoe's motive in this movie. <laughs> like like None of the things that he says are the reason that he's doing this are true, but whatever. Um, Oh, they rented the ocean liner for six weeks at a reported cost of $38,000 per day. Oh my god. Um, However, the ship served as the film's primary setting and also provided accommodation for the cast and crew. They had to live on it too? They had to live on the boat. How terrible is that? Yeah. Severe weather conditions from Hurricane Lily delayed production activity on the ship for several days and caused seasickness among the cast and crew for the remainder of the production at sea. Ugh. Um, yeah, the, the scene where it crashes into the town, it's like a five minute scene and it cost $25 million. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Set records as both the largest and the most extensive most expensive stunt ever filmed up to that point oh we didn't talk about why the deaf girl was upsetting oh yeah you can talk about that well like he was like flirting with her right yeah he was and it was really creepy and then like when she says well like at at the point where he like rescues her which i thought was the end of the movie but only really the halfway point um she tells him like don't worry i'll be 15 next month well gross yeah and she like took off her sweater so that he could see her without her sweater but like he started it it was just like gross like why would any of that happen I don't that know. Way. Well, yeah, because he, like, sees her... He sees her signing at, like, yeah, dinner. With her but family. they're, like, far away from, from each other. From across the room. Yeah, and then he starts signing at her because he knows sign language. Which, by the way, is great. And more police officers should know sign language, even though they don't. But, um, yeah, it was just creepy and weird. But, like you said, none of the problems actually have to do with the fact that she's deaf. Which, again, is actually kind of a good thing. Like, progress. Yeah. You know? Sure. Just not not in the direction. Well, and they also, like, like, did all this work to have a, a deaf girl so that she could get stuck on the ship and not hear the announcements that the yeah. ship was being evacuated. But it's not yeah. like she doesn't figure out that something's wrong. She has eyes, too. And then, like, they go to all this trouble to, like, trap her on the ship and I'm not sure I understand why yeah I'm not sure either that I mean honestly her entire storyline is extremely unnecessary I mean it got so uh, okay I can think of so like 
thousands of people should have died in this movie, but only yeah. one person does. No, two people do. Well, it's I the captain and... And the who guy else? who falls off the boat when the mom tries to... The, the deaf girl's mom tries to jump off the boat back onto the ship. Oh, yeah, she has a real Rose and Titanic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it gets a guy killed, right? Uh, I mean, we don't know for sure that he's dead. It's just more of a, he, like, oh, that guy's probably No, dead. they show him getting sucked under, just like the captain. I think so. I don't know. But, like, that was weird. Yeah. Because, like, definitely a lot more people should have died in this movie. Oh, for sure. And even during the crash scene, like, when it, like, hits the dock, <laughs> people are, like, jumping off Everyone the dock. Everyone just, like, got out of the way. <laughs> what? Like, real easy. But, like, if you... J- jumped into the water with this giant boat oh. <laughs> and the the guy on the boat is like counting down the um the speed of it he's like we're at five knots and then we're at four knots and it's just really because it's happening it's like unfolding so slowly because it's a giant fucking boat <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going fast yeah and it's it's definitely not and it's like slowing down because of like friction and stuff. But um yeah, when it hits the dock, people are jumping into the water, which I think would be super dangerous cuz you have debris flying all over the place and this giant boat coming at well, you. Well, like remember know. like not that like ti- the Titanic doesn't crash into a dock, but like yeah. it does show actual destruction happening as a ship is having an emergency. Yeah. And this, like, really doesn't do that. <laughs> there just, like, are no stakes because everyone's just, like, getting out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it does hit a couple of sailboats. Not the ship going really slow, but it's also boring because everyone's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, while we were watching that part of it like and what because it it hits the dock and it keeps going um up and like into the town and we were talking about like how plausible it it would be that a boat would keep going um and i was like well we have jordan to explain all of like the bad stunts we need like a resident physicist who can explain how plausible this is because it's likely that it wouldn't have made it that far if this boat were real it's true. and the it whole reason that really they had to far. build the boat on the rail is that a boat of that size would not be able to make it through a harbor that shallow so i don't know a lot of suspension of disbelief you gotta do for this movie it's not even worth it um Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of all the people who should have died in this movie, um, instead of using stunt doubles, the director persuaded Sandy, not Keanu Reeves, and Willem Dafoe all to perform their own stunts so that the scenes would appear more realistic. Um, but during a motorcycle stunt uh, for the very beginning of the movie, not Keanu Reeves actually flew off the bike and got like tossed 30 feet into the air and landed on a small bush and Bullock said after the incident it was so serious that he should be dead um and then while they were filming at sea Sandy was smacked into the ship on multiple occasions when she was in the water and was saved by not Keanu Reeves from decapitation by the ship's rudder in one scene um, of all of the stunt-related incidents during production, the director said the most frightening was when a stunt woman was hit in the face by a boat cable and required reconstructive surgery. <sighs> so that's cool and awful. Um, I think my last my last fact, my last boat fact here is that the release date was rescheduled twice, originally set for July 2nd and then pushed up to June 6th to avoid competition with Men in Black and of all movies Titanic, another <laughs> movie about a giant boat that sinks. Um 
which was at that point scheduled for July, and then it was moved back one week to avoid competition with Con Air. So a real Cage Club crossover there. They never stood a chance. Never. Not in a million years. It's a shame. They should have let it come out at the same time as Titanic, and no one would have noticed it. And then it would not have gone down in history as one of the worst sequels of all time because no one would have paid attention. Right. You know. Because everyone would just see the other boat movie. (laughs) Right. Did you think at all about turning this into a circus show? Um, I started you, and I didn't get very far. Um, obviously it still has a water set, much like Waterworld. But there's like a big boat set piece which is which but it's like kind of the same problem I have with Waterworld where it's like the characters aren't well enough developed and I don't care about any of them enough to be like I know what they should do (laughs) yeah that's a fair point like at least with Waterworld like the costumes were really good you said you didn't like the costumes. No, I didn't. No, you're right. Good is not the right word. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They were. Um, um, speaking of which, I uh, just watched a bunch of the Mad Max movies because um, we're doing Beyond the Thunderdome for Mike's podcast, Third Times of Charm. And I thought that I had seen the Mad Max movies, and it turns out I had only seen parts of it, and then my brain just mapped Waterworld over what I thought was Mad Max. That's because they're the same. They're the fucking same. Yeah, they are. It is astounding how much they ripped off those movies. (laughs) And also, uh, same cinematographer. Oh, really? Yep. Which I was not, which uh, was interesting because there's a lot of really beautiful like sunset skies in both the Mad Max trilogy and in Waterworld, and it's just a, it's not something that you see a lot in film because um, trying to shoot against a sunset is a logistical nightmare, a technical and logistical nightmare, like for lighting reasons, um, and so I found that really interesting. Do you know who would be the star of the circus show? Who? The guy who takes pictures. What was his name? Um, who, who was he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I missed when he was introduced, so I well, don't know how he showed up okay. or why or why he had the camera with him the whole time. He worked for the cruise ship, I presume. Okay. I don't know. They never actually oh. see that. Oh, is he the one at the very yeah. beginning who tries to take their picture yeah. and is like, hey, married couple? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're not we're not married. Yeah, so then he just like says his name over and over again, even though I can't remember his name. <laughs> okay. And, and then you don't see him again for an hour. But, but then he shows up again and he's still taking pictures the whole time. Yeah, which is bullshit, by the way. I don't buy that at he's, all. He's like, t- he, not only is he taking pictures, but he's taking pictures by the end on like a little like throwaway camera. Yeah, yeah. I like looked up and not Keanu Reeves was with a guy with a camera. <laughs> They're like shoulder deep in water. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Why is this <laughs> happening? Um, yeah, he would make a great, great main character. He was the only one in this movie, even though he made no sense. He was kind of fun, and he had, like, kind of a personality, I guess. Yeah. I can't believe he said his name so many times, and I can't remember it, though. (laughs) I don't remember it at all. Um, Yeah, no. I did not connect that that was the same person or any of it. Just real real bad movie like just all around not fun we should watch a good movie next let's watch a good movie next that was two bad movies in a row yeah um let me look at my list of potential boat cast movies oh uh captain ron which i stopped speed two to watch instead and honestly did not hold up as much as i had hoping it it would um, in that one, Martin Short uh, inherits a boat from an uncle, and 
he and his family and he's like angry business dad and he and his family fly down to the Caribbean to uh, get the boat and then they're going to sail it up to Miami to sell the boat um, but they don't know how to sail so they have to hire this captain his name is Captain Ron and he's played by Kurt Russell who's pretty sexy with an eye patch um, and it was a movie I really liked as a kid and was just wasn't as funny. Didn't hold up as well as I was hoping it would. Oh, I I don't know. I think my dad was really into that movie. That might be why I saw it so much. Um, we could do Jaws. Jaws is always very good. Uh, Poseidon Adventure. I have not seen that in a long time. I don't know if that one's actually good or not. But that's also about a cruise ship. That sinks. I have seen Jaws. I haven't seen Poseidon Adventure. Mm, four and a half out of five stars on IMDb. There's a movie from 1989 called Dead Calm that stars Nicole Kidman. <gasps> about a I have not seen that, but I have been meaning to. Let's do that one. I think it might be good. Excellent. Um, I love Nicole Kidman. Billy Zane is in it. A Billy lot. Zane in another boat movie. He was almost in this boat movie. He was one of the other people that was considered for the male role. The not Keanu Reeves role. Okay, yes, let's do Dead Calm, because that's been on my list to see for a long time. Oh, is this Nicole Kidman with curly hair? Um, I don't know. It was in the late 80s, so maybe. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, she has, like, gorgeous, gigantic, curly red hair. I love it. Okay. So stay tuned for the next episode of Wistful Thinking. <laughs> Oh, wow. And look, Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park is also in it. Um, Okay, next time, a better movie. (laughs) Next time on Wistful Thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? It's hard to have things to say about this movie. Yeah. You know, I was rooting for it. I wanted it to be not as bad. As people said it was uh it did not work out that way and i still really am flabbergasted that it's a big dumb action movie about boats and computers and i still didn't like it <laughs> well could have done a lot better with the boats and the computers yeah it's a pretty low bar though i mean i don't know like this could have been a sequel to the net and been so much better right because like she tries oh, yeah. to take another vacation oh god what is it this time a crazy guy who's hijacked the cruise boat and has like you know hacked the software system and then sandy can come in and save the day and be like yo i got this and hit a bunch of buttons and stuff and then she would save the day yeah and then oh, she would have been like a way cooler boat, character right. too Hey, Jordan, where can people find you if they wanted to find you? I'm on Instagram, at DordoPC. Uh, and I am on Instagram and elsewhere, at Bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E. We are on Instagram and elsewhere, at WistfulPod, or at CageClub.me, slash WistfulThinking? I think that's I mean, the URL. That sounds right. <laughs> I mean, if you go to cageclub.me, you can find it. You can navigate it's from wish- there. It's wistful dash um, thinking. I know the answer. Wistful dash thinking. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Um, I'm tired, too. This, this was not an was, easy movie. It was draining. This is very draining. I'm glad that we're done with it. So (laughs) we'll see you. We'll talk to you next time on Wistful Thinking. uh, Hopefully about a better movie. And uh, goodbye. Bye.